The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all-natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa every Every night, and it delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care from OSEA. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use the code DATEABLE for 10% off. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Meet like-minded people who share your interests over brunch. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. And um, the male voice you just heard comes from Michael Vargas. And the female (laughs) voice that you heard comes from UA. And on each episode, we dissect a dating story. And today, we have a dating story from our friend, Sasha. 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 <laughs> Sasha, are you there? It's uh, Sasha Fierce. We have Beyonce on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, can you tell us your dating story? So, okay. So, let's start with almost two years ago. I came to San Francisco And I really didn't know anyone. And I decided that I wanted to use online dating because I wanted to date people and, you know, I wanted to meet new people. Started talking to this guy on Tinder. And he told me, we basically set up a time to meet. um, And we said that we were going to go rock climbing. And so I was super excited. Like I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I haven't been rock climbing in a long time. And sounds adventurous. You know, so like, yeah. So I was like, okay, here I go. It took me like two hours to get there because I got lost. Cause I'm like horrible with directions. Anyway, so it took me it should have taken me like 45 minutes, but I ended up getting on the wrong bus, like going too far in one direction. And you know, this was when I first came to San Francisco. So I really didn't know my way around. Um, and so I got there and I didn't see him there. 
And then all of a sudden I get a text from him and he's like, hey, I am so sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it. What? Ouch. Um, yeah. And he made this, like, some excuse about, like, so his friend with Burning Man. Always something with Burning Man in the city. Burning Man gets <laughs> exactly. in the way of everything. Because <laughs> this was, like, right before Burning Man in August. And so he basically just, like, totally ditched me. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to do something with my friend. I was really pissed off. Basically, I went off on text with him. Oh. <laughs> like, I just went off on him. I was like, listen, like, this is so not acceptable. Like, it took me, like, two hours to get here. And, like, I was so excited for it. And he was just like, oh, my God, you must think I'm so flaky. I'm so sorry. And he was – I, I was actually surprised at how much he was, like – how much he was caring about it, given that he's never met me before. I was like, you're going to take me to a nice restaurant. French laundry, here we come. Sasha Fierce. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was just like, dude, you can't just ditch me and then have our next date be some like Chipotle or something, you know? Like, like, oh, fuck Chipotle. And I was like, listen, I I'm willing to give you a second chance, but you need to take me to a nice restaurant. Mm. And so he's like, okay. And eventually, like a couple days later, he sends me like a reservation for that next weekend it's this like really fancy new american restaurant it was one of those restaurants where the chef is like so famous that like it's named after the chef and i thought it would be funny to kind of like play a little trick on him (laughs) and i'd never met him before but this is just like something i do i call up the restaurant and i'm like hey like it's gonna be his birthday it was not his birthday, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, it's going to be his birthday. And, you know, it'd be really nice if we could like have a surprise for him or something. Then he picks me up. Oh, he picks you up. Oh, there you go. Step up. Like yeah, yeah, in yeah. a car or yeah. in an Uber? Uh, in his car. Oh, fancy. All right. The man has yeah. wheels. I know in San Francisco. And so I was just like, damn, okay, maybe this ain't that half bad, you know? Anyway, he, he picks me up in his car. And I kind of just, like, immediately get a friend vibe. Oh. Um, and so we go to the restaurant. We get there. And um, they sit us down. And they take out the menus. And the menus are, like, happy birthday, Michael. Like, they say happy birthday on them. And he's just, like, oh, what's going on? Like, <laughs> And I was, like, well, you know, like – just go with it, you know, whatever. So the waitress comes over, like, by this point, like, he's ordered, like, this super nice glass of wine, um, and, like, it's, like, a 10-course meal. I don't know. It was just, like, a ridiculous place, okay? Like, I've never been on a first date like this before. Oh, this was before we got the wine. She's like, hey, can I just see your ID? And so I was, like, in my head, I was, like, freaking out, because I was, like, oh, shit, she's gonna see that it's not his birthday. (laughs) And she was like, oh, looks like you're celebrating your birthday a little early. It was like <laughs> something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah, and he, I just, basically, I just made him feel really awkward. But on the inside, I was just like laughing really hard. Like, I was just like, this is, this is funny. It was kind of like this mini revenge for me. Did he pay? And did he pay for the meal? Yeah, it was like, it's like a $600 meal. 
down. Wow. Like, this is not a joke, okay? Like, it's like, I can't afford that. Like, I'm not trying to do that on a first date with someone I've never met before. Like, I was shocked that he was so willing to, like, you know, take me to such a nice place without even knowing me. How did this date end? Um, I mean, I definitely tried my best to give him a good time, you know? Um, and I thought he was what, like under the right, table. Yeah, like, well, how, the did you, how did you give him a good time? <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. I just mean, you know, I, I tried to be like a good dinner guest and a good date. But I, you know, I wasn't going to pretend like I had chemistry with him when I didn't. He drove me home afterwards. He went for the kiss, but I gave him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, oh man. That is the most expensive kiss on the cheek ever. <laughs> Damn. Well, I don't, it kind of, it's, it's interesting. I almost feel like um, I owed him, which <clears throat> I, I know is wrong. Um, yeah. I know that's not the correct way to feel. He decided to spend that money on him, me. I didn't do anything wrong. Did you, um, did he text you again or did you see him again? Yeah, so um, I didn't see him again, actually. So, okay, so there, um, there are three things I want to talk about with your story. The first one is yeah. calling someone out after they flake on you. That's exactly what was the first thing I wanted to talk about yeah. because how successful was this one where you call someone out on being a flake, then you get, you know, you get freaking cheesecake that's worth $100 plus all the other yeah. goodies that was left. <laughs> and you it. don't even have to give them a hand job. It's, uh, it's such great. a great exchange. <laughs> and he even picked you up and he, he went the nine after that. I really think that a lot of people, um, well, first of all, a lot of people in San Francisco are flaky. Yes. Yes. So people flake out on dates last minute. People don't show up. They ghost on people. I'm so proud of you for calling him out in the first place. Because I, I actually kudos. think a lot of people don't do that, right? Yes. Yeah, round absolutely. Of this is our round of, first round of applause. Aw, thanks, guys. Yeah. But I, I would also say the same goes for men. I think it's really hot when a guy can call me out on something I'm doing that's disrespectful or that's not cool. Because I think we just need to – that's how we learn and grow as people. Sometimes when you do stuff like that, you're not – uh, cognizant of it so it's better if someone someone else tells you so you're more aware of it right mm-hmm. second thing i want to bring up in your story is this feeling of guilt after someone pays for your meal Ooh, yeah right absolutely so i think a lot of people feel this way if you go on a date with someone maybe you don't really see chemistry with them but they pay for your meal so you feel like you're obligated to go on a second date or to spend more time with them yeah yeah totally so do guys, when guys pay for meals, do you mm. expect something more? You know what's funny? It's actually kind of, there's a before part mm. where it's like, oh, this person's spending time with me. So out of their busy day, out of their busy schedule, and I want to be someone who provides them value. So that, it kind of leads us to be like, oh, I, I should pay for the meal. Mm. Um, so it's more about like, at least for me and what I've heard from many of my, the, the guy people that I've talked to, the guy people, the guy species, <laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> That it's like, oh wow, this person's actually spending time with me. They're they're coming out to meet with me, so I feel like I should I should pay for dinner. I just hate it when dating becomes so transactional. Yeah. I, I really feel like yeah. if you like spending time with someone, you should want to pay for their meal. I'm very old fashioned in the sense that I think the guy should pay for, for a first date. But I mean other women would feel differently. They'll go 50-50. It doesn't even matter. I just feel like don't make it so transactional. And you should never feel guilty for someone else paying for your meal. Right. And it, and it's, again, like the first date. 
right? The first date, there shouldn't really be crazy expectations because you have no idea how things are going to turn out. Right. That's true. I, I totally agree with you, A. Like, I, I think that it's all about the first date, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's the guy's job to woo the girl on the first date. That doesn't mean he has to pay for every meal thereafter. Yeah. Just the first date, you know, because it's and and that's great. A great feeling. I think that and normally I don't have this guilt. Um, I think that it was just because it was such an extreme circumstance. But also you didn't pick the restaurant. Right. I think that's a big thing is that he said, we're going to go to this restaurant. So since he picked it, I mean, you did ask for something nice, but like, you know, that's over the top, not over the top, but that's extremely on the end of extreme nicety. And so since he picked it, that's got to be on him. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. Confession. I have a secret about how I've been able to update my wardrobe with only high quality but affordable pieces these last few years. And now I have to let the secret out because (laughs) they're sponsoring this episode. It's called Quince. Yeah, you know, you know. Quince has premium European linen dresses, gorgeous washable silk tops, luxurious cashmere, and the best part, they're priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories. So no more middleman, and that's why it costs less to you. I know Julie got herself some nice cashmere pieces and at only $50 a sweater, come on. And I recently ventured into home goods. I got myself some premium cotton percale sheets, ultra cooling, and just feels like a five-star hotel every night. And it's so perfect for the upcoming hot months. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash datable for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash datable to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash d-a-t-e-a-b-l-e. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. Blueland set out to do something about it. Eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the cleaning products we reach for the most. I'm absolutely obsessed with Blueland for a couple of reasons. One, how they're helping the environment. Two, how convenient they make my life. And three, how freaking beautiful their pastel containers are. All you have to do is fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. You'll never have to grab bulky clean products on your groceries run again. My partner was a little skeptical the other day if the dishwasher tablets would work as well as the pods we usually use. But after the dishes came out sparkling clean, he was sold as well. It's not only super convenient, but Blueland is also affordable. Refill starters is $2.25 and you can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. Blueland has a special offer for listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash datable. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash datable for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash datable to get 15% off. If you love datable, we have a podcast you have to check out. Seeing Other People was created to help you feel less alone and more empowered by your dating life. Hosted by your soon-to-be favorite internet big sis, Alana Dunn, an early Hinge employee, modern dater, and now a fiancé, is here to guide you through whatever you're going through. And she covers the gamut of topics, from anti-dating rules, how she went from being an anxious dater to in a secure, healthy relationship, and navigating 
navigating dating burnout. On Tuesdays, Alana brings on expert guests like dating coaches, matchmakers, psychologists, and more. And on Thursdays, Alana is joined by anonymous real-life daters who bear it all and open up about what they faced in their love lives and what they wish they knew going through it. Seeing other people will help you change your dating mindset, develop healthy dating habits, and make you feel like you actually can find what you're looking for. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, The third point I want to bring up about your story is that how do you wrap up a relationship in a way that you want to be honest with your feelings and you want to tell them that you no longer want to see them because you don't see a future with them. I think what we see in the dating culture today, especially with online dating, people just kind of ghost or disappear without wrapping it up. Like, you know what? I think you're a great person, but I just don't see anything going further. No nice bow at the end. Yeah. So why don't we do that more? Because if I were him, I would like to know you know, that you're not interested anymore. So I don't keep chasing you. I look like a fool if I keep chasing you. You know, I I think that in the end, it's all about just telling it like it is, you know, because you don't want to lead someone on. And And I think it's like karma is a bitch, right? So if you disrespect someone or their time, someone's going to end up doing the same thing to you. And I always like to say this quote, we're all each other's consequences. So if you didn't wrap it up with him, he could have done that to someone else. It it also just, it's a relief when you actually tell the truth. It's a little scary at first, but you know, right after you do it, you're like, okay, you know, now, now he knows what's going on. Now everyone is on the same page and we can move on. And I I find that so many people, uh, they play that game, you know, of just going back and forth, back and forth, even, even when they don't actually have the intention to, you know, have a real relationship with this person. Well, because nobody really wants to close the door, especially in the city. Everybody wants to leave it cracked open just a little bit, just in case for those lonely nights. (laughs) After you've come back from Booty SF and you're like, hey. And then you slowly can open up the door. Can I come back in? (laughs) Sasha Fierce, now that we've talked about this, love to hear what are some of your takeaways now that you kind of got a different perspective and some outside perspectives? I'm not going to stop being sassy. Because I've always found that to be a huge advantage, especially as a woman in the dating scene. Um, And I got something really awesome out of it, right? Like, I was just like, you're going to treat me the way I deserve to be treated. And then I got treated really awesomely, right? So it's, it's all about asking for what you deserve and not being scared to do that. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, a takeaway that I'm, I'm taking away from this is, yes, the takeaway that I take <laughs> away, very, I, I like to live a meta life, um, is to be honest as soon as possible, right? And to let people know what's going on because it just it's so important to know what's happening so that people can make choices and then live their life that they, the way that they want to live. My takeaway is everybody could use a little bit of feedback. So it never hurts to give someone honest feedback. Boom. Boom. Um, Sasha, you're now a professional matchmaker. We want to hear more about this. Did this story have anything to do with you wanting to become a matchmaker? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, basically all of my dating up until now has 
has contributed to my desire to be a matchmaker. I find that, you know, having an outside perspective is always, especially with somebody who knows the dating scene in San Francisco super well, is so valuable. And, uh, you know, like you were saying before, feedback is so important. And feedback is really hard to get on a date. And as a matchmaker, you know, you have a really unique opportunity to uh, give people access to feedback, which, you know, you don't go up to someone after a date and you're not like, so how'd I do? You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's a little form for you to fill out. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your business and your website. I just launched my website. It's oksasha.com. I help people navigate the dating scene in San Francisco. I do like a matching assessment where we find out love languages, their love languages, must-haves, deal breakers. I learn about their life. And then um, I help them with their online dating presence, do kind of like a profile makeover. And I go, basically what I do is I go around being a chick magnet. So my, I basically view every day of my life just looking for awesome women. Give us your website one more time. It's oksasha.com. Super. And we have a question of the day. So this question comes from uh, Ron Burgundy in San Diego. And his question is actually a great one. And it goes, how do I lean in for the first kiss? Basically, he's asking, how is it that I can know that I can have that? Or what can I do to know that this person's ready for this first kiss? Gosh, I, I feel like when the moment is right, there's like always a pause or a silence. And right before it gets too awkward, you just go in for the kiss. Okay. Yeah. So this is actually a question I've gotten a lot from clients. Um, it's kind of like just, it's basically just trying to gauge how the girl feels, right? Like you want to see if it's appropriate to give a kiss. And so what I tell people is start off with micro advances. So what that means is, you know, maybe put your put your hand on the small of her back while you guys are walking. See how she responds. Put your arm around her, you know, try to put your arm around her when you're sitting down, you know, just these things and see if she gets closer to you or see if she smiles, you know, just see if it's a positive response. And if it is, then you'll have even more confidence to go ahead with that kiss towards the end. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, doing those micro movements of just first off, seeing how the person is responding to the to your body language, right? Is the person moving towards or away? Very simple ways that you can test that out. Like you said, the, the touch of the back, the arm around the shoulder, or whatever it looks like. Uh, and then uh, I think another thing that helps out for guys is don't just like, I think that you shouldn't just charge in, like mm -hmm. smash your face against their face. I think mm -hmm. what you should do is, I think Will Smith put it very well in Hitch where he says 90% of the way. Because it allows for her to actually make the conscious choice of, am I going to move forward or not? And I think giving them that, that little bit of a space where you're putting a lot of energy towards it, but still allowing her to be part of the choice at the end of the day makes uh, will help you know if that should be a first kiss or not. I love that. And I'm going to push my own agenda right here. Um, a lot of people nowadays go in for a first kiss after a few drinks. So it's always when they're a little bit liquored up. And that makes it easier, yes, but the best way to gauge chemistry is to do a sober first kiss 
It's much harder to do. It takes a lot more effort and thought. I'm a huge proponent for hashtag sober first kiss. Hashtag sober first kiss. Indeed. Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Don't forget to submit your dating stories. And remember, you can always be anonymous. We can change your name. We can change the story, whatever you need to protect your identity. Check out datable.com. And uh, one more thing, folks. Stay dateable. Woo. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks, guys. The Dateable podcast is recorded in San Francisco. We would like to thank our sponsor, 500 Brunches, for making this happen. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.